Welcome to the weekly sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church of Murfreesboro. It is an honor and privilege to share this time with you. We love studying the scriptures and feel they are central to our preaching, teaching, and living of the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel. Our mission here is to grow disciples of Jesus Christ who know him, love him, and serve him for the transformation of Murfreesboro and the world. It is our prayer that God would use our preaching and teaching to do exactly that. If you have questions, thoughts, ideas, or just want to talk a little bit more about what you've heard today, we love to hear from you. Most of all, know that you are in our prayers as we listen together. Now, let's dive in. Good morning, friends. Our scripture lesson this morning is from John chapter 1, reading began at verse 35. John 1, reading began at verse 35. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he explained, look, Here's the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two disciples who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The word of God for the people of God, and so we say. During Advent, we focused on the gift of Jesus. We explored how we discovered the gift, how the gift transformed our life, we reflected upon how the gift of Jesus gave us a new identity, and we explored how we as disciples are called to share the gift of Jesus. As disciples of Christ, we share the gift of Jesus in many ways. On Ash Wednesday, we heard Sally describe how we share the gift of Jesus as a church by extending hospitality to those in our community who are in need, those who are hurting in some way. We share the gift of Jesus as we teach God's Word each Sunday morning and on Wednesday nights and at other times during the week. Our welcome ministry shares the gift of Jesus by their warm welcome 
and the many conversations with they, they have with those who are new to our church on, on Sundays. Today we're going to explore the gift of Jesus through the ministry of invitation, sharing the gift of Jesus through the ministry of invitation. It's an invitation to others to come and see, to come and see what we ourselves once discovered, to come and see what walking with Christ through this journey of life is really all about. An invitation to others to come and see what a new life, a new life in Jesus Christ could mean for them. In our scripture this morning, we hear two proclamations, two questions, and two life-changing invitations. Our story begins with John the Baptist and two of his disciples one being Andrew, and the other, we don't know his name. So Andrew and John the Baptist and this other disciple were just standing around one day when all of a sudden, Jesus literally walked right by them. And John the Baptist proclaims, look, there he is. Behold, the Lamb of God. This is the one that I was telling you about. Sometimes in life, we are presented with unique opportunities, opportunities that have the potential to change the course of our life. This was one such opportunity for Andrew, and he took full advantage. He started following Jesus. It didn't take long for Jesus to realize that someone was following him, and so he turned and he said to the two, what are you looking for? Now, that wasn't a question of, can I help you? Do you need something? It was a much deeper question. It's a question that many of us ask throughout the course of our life. What are you searching for in this life, Andrew? Interestingly, Andrew responds to Jesus' question with a question of his own. He says to him, where are you staying, Jesus? Now, if we take that scripture in a literal way, where are you staying? Andrew might be asking Jesus, are you staying at the Holiday Inn, the Marriott, the Motel 6? Where are you staying, Jesus? But if you look at that word to stay, those words to stay in the Greek... It means permanent dwelling, permanent dwelling. It means meno, permanent dwelling. So when you think about permanent dwelling here, this question is different. Andrew is asking Jesus, where is your home? Where is the world in which you live? Where is the world in which you reign? I've heard so much about it from John the Baptist. I want to hear more. I'm thirsty, Jesus. I want to hear more about this world in which you live. And so Jesus then cast that first invitation. Come and see, Andrew. Come and see, and I'll tell you all about it. 
So Andrew and this other disciple spend the day with Jesus. Can you imagine spending the entire day with Jesus and having conversation? Wouldn't that be something? It was about four in the afternoon and they left. Now, I'm sure this day was a pretty big deal in the life of Andrew, getting to spend the day with Jesus. And so Scripture tells us the very first thing he did was to run and find his brother Simon. It must have been a mountaintop type experience for Andrew because he's excited here. He wants to tell someone about his unique experience, his encounter with Jesus. And so the first person he runs to is the person he loves, his brother Simon. And he proclaims to him, we have found the Messiah. When did you first speak those words? We have found the Messiah. Well, the story doesn't end there. Andrew, in turn, invites Simon to come and see for himself what Andrew had just experienced. And of course, you know how the story ends. Andrew arranges for Simon to meet Jesus. They meet. Jesus gives Simon a new name, Cephas, translated Peter, the rock. And of course, Peter becomes the leader of the disciples, goes on to share the gift of Jesus with thousands of people throughout the course of his life. And those people in turn share the gift of Jesus with others. And they in turn share it with others. And generation after generation after generation, people share the gift of Jesus with one another. And that message, that gift, has found its way to us today. How are we called to invite others to come and see the beautiful life of Jesus that we know? One of our scriptures we're focusing on as a welcome ministry team is Romans 15, 7. Welcome one another, therefore, just as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. Welcome one another, therefore, just as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. It's a scripture that Drew shared last week in worship. The welcome being described here starts long before someone walks through the doors of the church. This type of welcome is a foundation we build upon to invite others to come and see to discover new life in Jesus Christ. As we engage in this ministry of invitation, it's important for us to remember two things. We remember the invitations Jesus extended throughout his public ministry. Invitations to the chief tax collector, Zacchaeus, the woman at the well, the woman caught in adultery, the thief on the cross, the invitation in Matthew 11 to come to me, all those who are carrying heavy burdens, and the invitation in John 7, if anyone is thirsty, let them come to me and drink of the living waters. A ministry of invitation can be very simple. But to be effective in our invitation, it must always be rooted 
and grace-filled radical hospitality. The kind of hospitality on display throughout the public ministry of Jesus. All these invitations from Jesus are filled with unconditional love, with compassion, with deep care and concern for others, with a genuine desire for new life to break through, a life of peace and joy, a life of hope and meaning and purpose. Second, we remember the person or the persons who invited us to come and see, to discover what they had discovered in Christ. You may say, you know, I really don't remember one particular person who invited me. I just grew up in the church. And even if you did grow up in the church, there were people in the church who cared for you very much, who invested in you, who took the time and in, and in creative ways over weeks, months, years, invited you to come and see, to experience what they had experienced in Christ. You know, this is an important commitment that we make as a church in the United Methodist Church whenever we have a baptism of a child. Do you remember that question? Will you nurture one another in Christian faith and life and include this child now before you in your care? Remember that question? You know, there are a couple of people in the church who also invited you to come and see, to experience new life in Christ. Throughout the course of serving in church growth ministries for so many years, I've heard a similar story over and over again from young adults. We meet in my office, and the conversation unfolds something like this. We grew up in the church... We went to college, and then we dropped out of going to church. After college, we focused on our careers. We got married, and now we have a child. And now, and now we have a child. We feel it's important to get back into church to recommit our lives to Christ and to provide our son, our daughter, the opportunity we had growing up. Now that we have kids, we discovered it. We were shaped by it. The gift of Jesus transformed our lives. And now we have that same desire and that same call our parents had to share it with our children. May our invitations to others to come and see, model the invitations of Jesus. Invitations always rooted in grace-filled radical hospitality. And may our invitations to others to come and see, 
reflect the invitations of those who invited us to come and see, to come and see for ourselves the beautiful life of walking with Jesus. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.